Welcome to the Pints and Polishing Podcast, the most influential and listened to podcast in auto detailing. Welcome to the community. Welcome to the Pints and Polishing Podcast. My name is Marshall Hill. I'm your guide as we journey through the car care industry. You can find Nick and I on most platforms at HyperClean Store. Best way to get in touch, go to the HyperClean Specialist Group on Facebook and interact there. Or shoot us an email, info at HyperCleanStore.com. And this is the Community Pub. I'm diving into an interesting beer that's here locally to Oklahoma, as you see the flag. But uh, but they went with something that is not local, mango lime cerveza, <laughs> and they titled it "Sam Drinks This with Tacos." So this is a uh, <laughs> little their take on a Mexican cerveza, and uh, it was basically just a lager, right? But it's the the Mexican style lagers, and uh, it's quite tasty. I like them. We've been diving into, especially as it gets. Warmer and warmer, a little further away from the winter time, and spring is in full fledge. Definitely drinking more and more of these as we continue on. Very nice and refreshing. Before we get into tonight, and uh, this is a it's an interesting episode, I think it's going to be because you know some of the stuff that's beginning to bubble in the industry as more and more well start to see issues start to see i've got phone calls we've got text messages we got dms of hey we've been doing such and such for all these years but now it's starting to dry up hey we've been using x y and z but you know people just aren't paying for that anymore uh hey you know we're starting to see out on social people starting to have issues well i was on a podcast yesterday talking through depression talking through people that thought they might be burning out. It was a very, very interesting discussion because what really came out of it, which <laughs> thank you to my kind's wife, she brought to light and we dove into it a little further. Well, a lot of this stress and depression, well, caused heavily on no longer getting what they used to get and people are starting to get worried and stressed. And really, I dove into and a question afterwards is which I asked her and it came to light very clearly that just because you got a certification on your wall, just because you got a patch on your arm and somebody labeled you as a certified detailer or because you paid 600 bucks and you learned how to wipe on a product and they gave you a T-shirt and they taught you business. Well, that doesn't necessarily translate into an economy that is, well, Having rough patches and people aren't spending as much doesn't translate that just because you got something on your sleeve or on the wall that it's going to mean your business continues to go up. In all reality, many people are facing these problems because they've listened to the wrong brands, the wrong companies. It's interesting, just only a few short weeks ago, a major brand put out that they are having a silicone shortage. For those in the community, we've been talking about silicone shortages for 66 plus months. But suddenly there's a massive brand that, well, if you can get their certification. You can wear their stamp on their sleeve. But you were just now finding out that there's a problem in the silicone market. 
only a few short weeks ago. You've got brands that have misled and guided people through economy that was high, a lot of easy money floating around in 17, 18, 19. We saw incredible growth in the industry in 20 and 21, began to then taper off in the end of 21. Early 2022, everybody that came by the booth at our Mobile Tech Expo Pints and Polishing podcast, HyperClean booth, many guests on the stage talked about that E-word. Huh, economy. Only in January were they first starting to talk about it. We're here in the community. <laughs> it's been something I've been saying for years, especially the past year. Hey, this economy's not going to last. There's plenty of, well, witnesses. There's plenty of mm, content. There's plenty of dialogue. Where those that were apart knew. Those that weren't apart didn't know. And they're finding their businesses struggling. They're finding times now that hmm, might not be up. They might be down. So I ended uh, the podcast yesterday by encouraging people to reach out. And if they needed to increase their sales by 15 to 20%, hey, we've got a community that's here to help. We've got a, well, a product coming out that is going to massively change the way people wash cars. It's going to increase they're, well, when you're going over and washing a car, if you have to scrub a little longer or if you have to work a little harder or you have to do little things, it's not, not bad. It's okay. But what if you could very easily, quickly get a deep clean, strip everything off, go straight into a ceramic coating? How much time would that save you? How much more does efficiency through the right products, process, and purpose save you by using the right product? Hmm doing then your job with the correct process together with using HyperClean Uno Doser Tray and go quickly in. And so your purpose for helping the customer get back out and enjoy their car life, enjoy their car the way they like it and protected with your incredible services. Well, people like that are continuing to see massive increases. And one today is Dustin Stanley. And Dustin, man, I'm so glad you're on today. And I I wanted you to start by talking about that, man. I mean, you over the past six months to a year, as you've been getting more and more involved with HyperClean, you've kind of adapted in a sense to the way you ran your business. You've seen incredible growth to where now you've got two team members and you don't know what to do with yourself. You, you, you seem to be doing more and more coatings. Your revenue's growing up. And while other people are starting to have their phones die down or, I, listen, I got a phone call, uh, I think it was Monday with a guy, um, only a couple states away from you, wasn't using our coatings, and he said that his phone is always blown up, and he says he doesn't know when it rang the last time. People just aren't paying for those high-ticket prices. It's not just to find full corrections and full you know, $2,000 to $4,000 ticket prices. So talk to us about your business, how you've seen a growth using HyperClean coatings. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I, I did some certified only coatings for a couple months <laughs> and then, uh, I found HyperClean and started going that route. And, uh, yeah, so I, I find that I can do them at a better price point. I've also found that, uh, to be honest with you, they're more durable than, uh, what, you know, some of the other stuff that I've seen. Um, 
out there on the market and I, I like them. They're easy to use. I am a big fan of Uno and those. Those are my favorite coatings. They're so easy to use. Trey is a badass coating. I'll put that, that up against any coating on the market without a shadow of a doubt. It's an overbuilt coating. Um, but it's, it can be a little finicky. It's easy to install, but sometimes it can be a little finicky. Versus yeah, right? more of that pro grade. Like you got to really be careful. We got yeah. a message the other day for somebody that grabbed it. And if, if you leave a high spot on, whew, you got yeah, to really I mean, work to get it off. If you leave it there, I, I don't know about, you know, your conditions out there, but up here, if it's humid and you leave it on for longer than a minute, man, you're not getting that stuff off. Um, it, it's, but it is a badass durable coating. So I've found that with my customers, especially uno i can give them a price point that they love because not everybody cares about polish and paint you guys all know i don't i don't like picking up a polisher really anymore i would rather prep the vehicle and uh you know put a coating on it give the customer a solid package and see it go back out the door i know it's going to perform even with the salt and everything up here um, and it's still going to do well. I've seen it time and time again, and mainly on pickup trucks. I seen a coating the other day, um, and there's a group called the Realm of Coatings on Facebook, and a guy was a certified installer for a high-up brand, and he said, hey, I've got some upset customers because on the sides of the doors, it's lost its hydrophobics already, and it's only six months in to our three-year coating." And they're really upset about it. Well, this is a company that you have to be certified for and have the patch and all that. I, I can say that I'm six months in on a truck that sits outside all winter long, uh, it, you know, all throughout the year and it sees salt. But with proper maintenance, it, it beads up like the day I shipped it out. Um, like I said, that, those one and two year coatings, that's a hot spot for me. If there's something that I've come to realize, it's that, you know, high ticket items don't always mean high cash flow. Um, I, I like the volume stuff. I used to not be that way. Love the volume stuff now. I want to get it in, get it out. And especially with two team members, it, it makes it much easier. So uh, that, that's my thoughts there. Now, team members, as, as you've messaged back and forth to me, especially today, we had a a lengthy conversation. Team members do pose new challenges to your business, uh, okay. especially when a customer leaves a needle out, right? Like, so there's new challenges that arrive from you having team members. Overall, uh, your stress level changes, right? Because you're you've got people to be more concerned about now. But it's no longer just you having to perform day in and day out having hyper clean coatings has definitely allowed for that because like you said, that user-friendly install allows a, an owner to possibly even walk away and let somebody else put on a ceramic coating. Wow. What would yeah. that mean for certain people to be able to multiply their business because it's not just them having to do it, but they can have team members who apply a coating. Absolutely. Um, you know, my new hire that's been with me, I, I think Ben's been with me for two to three months now. Um, and walked him through, you know, I've held his hand through a couple installs and now I can just say, Hey Ben, this is what we got to do. Um, it's getting Uno on it. So, 
you know, wash it, prep it, clay it, and put some Uno on it. Let me know when you're done. And he can handle it. You know, he's he hasn't been doing this very long. Um, you know, now I, I don't have him doing paint corrections and stuff like that yet because I need him to focus on uh, the interior details and stuff like that. But it, it's comforting knowing that if something happens that I can't be at the shop, he can install that coating uno or dose perfectly fine. I've actually had him, you know, put on tray before. I'm just with him there checking with him and he does it fine. Trey is all about working in small sections, but those two coatings, you know, and those have really changed the game for me. I'm excited about you getting, you know, your hands on cleanse. It's uh, you're going to love it as off-road for all the trucks, you know, especially as I was testing it through the snows here in the winter, making sure that, you know, when those cars came in that were just nasty, I think we put out an episode just the, uh, just the other day that uh, was that we had recorded back in the winter and you'll, you'll hear me talking about cars that came in and that we were just getting exploded because it was after a snow and the cars were filthy, man, it was so much easier to clean, boy. So I'm, I'm excited to hear what you, you, the results you get out of, out of hyper clean cleanse, uh, the new soap releasing on Friday. So it'll be out on Friday and, uh, Ready to go. We did it. I mean, it's a specialized soap. We know that it's not going to be a massive volume mover. It's more specialized for trucks, nasty vehicles, and or prepping for coatings. So it's going to be in 16s at first, and then we'll release in the gallons as as people desire. You know, if somebody goes, hey, man, I really want this in a gallon, I'm sure we could probably work it out and, and figure out a way. We're going to start with 16s because it is such a specialized soap. We want everybody to have it on their shelf and use it to prep before a ceramic coating or if you got that nasty, nasty vehicle. Well, I'll tell you, Marty, uh, you might as well go ahead and get my gallon ready because uh, <laughs> I don't know if you've ever been through West Virginia. Our roads are shit here. Um, they Even in the summertime, man, if it rains, your vehicle is nasty uh, just because of all the salt that they use up here, even throughout the winter. Dude, when I lived in Florida for a year, if it rained and you drove down the road, whatever, your vehicle was still pretty clean when the sun came out. Up here, if it rains, dude, your vehicle is just nasty. Uh, so the majority of what we see, um, even sometimes our maintenance customers, when the vehicle comes in, it it still needs some love. It's not an easy wash and, and take it in because the majority of what we see is mid-sized SUVs and trucks. It is very rare that I see anything less than a mid-sized SUV. Well, you got your work cut out for you at all times, I think. <laughs> Unfortunately, <laughs> man, somebody brought me this Mustang and I'm like, oh, great, cool, a car. And it is just so roached out. Uh, the paint's beat up, as you know, I posted about it in the HyperClean Specialist group. And it's giving me a workout. I'm just like, dude, I've done a hood and a fender and I'm like tired. <laughs> like, Ready to go back to the trucks, right? Yeah. I'm like, I, I don't even want to do this, man. I'm like sitting on the ground and stuff to polish rockers and not fun. G give me the trucks, man. Yeah. Lucas, uh, I got to say thanks for the uh, post and DF DFM. Uh, really nice of you to put out to people about what you've been enjoying with the hyper clean ultra concentrate for interior cleaner. 
definitely having that as a cost-effective way to clean interiors is something that in an economy like this, people should really take advantage of. Those, those hyper-clean ultra-concentrates right now continue to go up and increase. More and more people are buying them. And especially, I know, Dustin, like you said, man, glad to have the bags gone. I, I'm not glad to have the bags gone. I wish the bags would have, would have not leaked. I wish they would have not had damage. Uh, we tried for years to, to fix them. We always thought we had it solved, and we thought we had it solved. But, you know, now it's, they're in a, a full plastic uh, bottle. Um, and I mean, it's a stout bottle. There's no leaking out of it whatsoever. Lucas, what's it been like using the HyperClean interior cleaner? You know, walk us through why you like it. What is it about it? Uh, I like that it's not super overly scented, for one. A lot of interior cleaners, whether they're a lot of places use just a strong degreaser or they'll use something that's heavily scented to make it smell good. And I like the fact that it's not like it has a little bit of a smell, but it's not an overwhelming smell to where if you're going to breathe next to it after you spray it on something you're not going to choke and burn your lungs and it also doesn't leave the vehicle smelling like cherries or whatever the manufacturer thinks cherries are supposed to smell like um it's effective at cleaning and i <clears throat> i've tested it on tons of materials straight and it has yet to damage anything um even my dad's chevy doors you know the the notorious leather on the doors where if you even let water drip down, it'll start to change the color if you leave it sit too long. And I let it sit on there and it didn't it didn't stain it at all, didn't change, didn't leave any drip lines, just testing it out. And it it's, drip it's lines really are the effective worst, cleaner. Oh yeah, they're so annoying. Mm. What is yeah. that what's that stuff called that they put on there? Um oh shoot, because I remember the first time that I streaked one of those doors, I was freaking out thinking I was gonna have to buy the customer a new panel. <laughs> this was like back in 2016 and uh oh shoot what do they call it they sell it it's something similar to that stuff they sell on a walmart shelf um they go on it i can't remember you mean like a dye or what oh no, it's a film that goes over it and if you add it if you use something too strong it'll streak that or it can actually pull it's like a coating and they'll pull it off and then you got to scrub it with a toothbrush to get rid of that stuff. I see it in the groups all the time and, I, and occasionally I'll pop in and be like, Hey, just scrub it down. Um, and I'll list the name of the stuff that they sell. Um, and you can code over it and put it back to its original finish or just scrub the shit off. Um, it just takes some of the glossiness away, but if you, it comes in a rattle can, you just spray it back over it. It's great for like, um, you know, exterior, um, equipment, like for your back patio, stuff like that. Uh, to repel the water and whatnot off of it. Maybe I'll think of the name of it, but that's it's something similar that they put over it. That's cool. What is it, Scotch Guard? Scotch Guard, that's it. Mm. Mm -hmm. uh, I've never heard of putting Scotch Guard back onto a door. Well, that's essentially what that stuff is that comes on those GM interior panels. Uh, trust me, I, I, I burned a couple of them. <laughs> it had it had to pull that shit back off this is before i found out about hyperclean apc so when i was using that strong technician's choice choice orange crush all-purpose cleaner yeah a lot of caustic still in there um you know i i did some back in the day too especially mobile detailing when i was first getting started 
or <laughs> did you ever just use dressing and try and really work some dressing back in? That's uh, sometimes that's a success I found. Oh yeah, man, definitely. So let me tell you a quick story. This customer shows up. She, uh, she used armor all wipes on her brand new forerunner and the trim piece that goes around the window switches, it burnt those, turned them white. And so she comes to me freaking out and, uh, oh shoot, man. I just took some ultra dress on a pad and I cleaned it a couple times with APC and a scrub ninja and just kept working ultra dress into it. Just a couple applications. And she calls me a couple weeks later. She said, oh, my gosh, it's never it hasn't worn off. She came in and bought some revive. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I've worked it, worked the dressing in there real hard. Yeah. Lucas, uh, what's your process on interiors? Are you a, a brush? Do you use like a, a scrub ninja type, you know, agitator? Or you just spray and microfiber? What what do you like doing on interiors? Um, wasn't it honestly, all, I know everyone loves them. I wasn't too impressed with the scrub ninjas. Um, I really like the little mouse shaped leather scrubbers. Those are, um, I like those cause they tend to clean a little better and a lot faster. Yeah. The ULB ultimate leather brush. Oh, I don't remember the name of them. I just, the little yellow ones with the yeah. green felt on them. Yep. ULB. Yeah. I got a shit pile of those down there, but, uh, yeah, I like I like brushes. It's crazy, right? Like that little felt. The first time I, I was like, there's no way, right? It's just like, it's like a little, yeah. it just literally feels like felt. I'm like, huh. But sure enough, man, yeah. You mix in that HyperClean High. Uh, well, I guess not I anymore. It's HyperClean Interior Cleaner with uh, with those. Yeah, man, I, I love them. Especially on, like you said, on seats. Do you use it on yeah. doors too? Yep, I use it on plastic. I use it on leather. Um Really, the only thing you can't use them on is rubber, because if you use them on um, anything rubber, I, I tried it once and it just tears the green felt off and then it's trashed. So I usually get probably five to 10 cars out of one of them, just keeping it on plastics and um, vinyl and leather. Cool, cool man. Yeah. Well, once again, thanks for that post, man. I really appreciate it. It meant a lot. Yeah. Thanks. Uh, all right, cooking with Nick. What's uh, What's on the menu tonight? We're going to try and make homemade fettuccine alfredo. So I handmade pasta, a whole bunch of it. I got chicken going right now. I don't know if you can see that, but yeah. Chicken but you, you do alfredo. a homemade alfredo sauce or just buy one and heat it up? Homemade. We're going to do it in a pan sauce after the chicken's done. Yeah, that's what's up. Uh, what do you season your chicken with? Uh, right now it's breaded in a, in a panko breading, um, with, a Mrs. Dash's original seasoning. Mrs. Dash, huh? I like it. It's, it's a guilty pleasure. I like it. <laughs> Did he say he, he made the, his own noodles? Yeah. What? Yeah. So I made the dough, like with semolina flour and rolled that yeah. shit out. Uh, we oh got a pot, rolls it real thin, just roll it out and cut it up and it's, it's so good, dude. You got it. You got to learn how to do that. It's so good. Show us those one more time. Homemade oh, pasta. Man. Yeah. Cool. That on a big great. wood cutting board. Like it. Nick, I'm coming to your woods on Friday. Hey, wait, actually? Yeah, I'm uh, I'm picking up a boat in Chattanooga on Ooh. Friday. And then I'm good. Well, I'm going there to, to finish my paperwork. And then I'm going to come to Nashville for Friday night and then go back and get my boat and head home. 
Bet. Hit me up. Let's catch a beer. Dude, bet. I'm going to do it. So you're getting a boat, huh? Yeah. After four months of shopping, um, found one in the price range that I was comfortable with uh, that we can wakeboard and surf with. And uh, just bit the bullet, man. It's something we both enjoy. Uh, you know, it's in that price range where we're like, hey, I'm comfortable with that. Well, and you're not shrinking back. Your business isn't shrinking. It's growing. No, no. And, you know, we don't have vehicle payments. So it's like, whatever. Let's get the boat. It's something her and I both enjoy. We're going we're gonna to enjoy the hell out of it, you know. Uh, if there's one thing that I've learned recently, you know, with my mom's health condition and stuff like that, it's that, dude, you got to live your fucking life and don't stress over the little things. And uh, find, find something to kick back. Got to spend some money on something that you enjoy. And that's how you enjoy, that's how you avoid that burnout, even if it's just a day here and there. All right, man. All right, Brandon. So I'm curious from you, you know, you out of the guys here with us, you're probably the longest, uh, longest user of HyperClean. It's been really cool to see your growth from the big old conversion van, right? Wasn't there a big old conversion van? You, you still got the big conversion van or? No, we sold the van. Yeah. And you've progressed into multiple team members. I know like everybody else, it's tough to keep people. Um, sometimes they come, sometimes they go. You've also moved into a shop. You've got a lot of things going on. You even got into distribution. There's a lot of opportunities that you've taken advantage of. What, what was it mentally, I guess, that, makes you keep going with the opportunities that we put out and why, why do you keep finding all the success? I got five kids to feed. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, I really, that drives you a lot, you know, you got people looking out for you, but it's, I don't know. It's uh, I don't play sports anymore. So this is like, this is the game, right? This is the sport. And, you know, come, especially coming from a sport like wrestling, like it's so competitive and you just constantly want to keep growing and getting better. And like I said, you just push yourself to constantly get better and grow and grow and grow. I mean, that's the way I look at it. It's more of a, the money's great, but, you know, the, actually the, the journey there is what, uh, you know, makes you keep going. I almost get a bigger high all getting a job than actually doing the job. Well, uh, when you, when you've continued to progress, I mean, I'm sure there's a little bit, is there any time a little anxiety or a little concern or is it just jumping right in because you know that, Hey, uh, the last, I know, I think one time you go, I'm taking this step and trying this because everything that you guys have told us to do it's it's always worked you know i mean you're one of the few people that's gone out there and created a local podcast and the numbers that you keep saying from your podcast is pretty much every time you do an episode you get business from it so it's like you just continue to grow and grow and grow and i what's that like i mean what i know you say you got reasons to do it but having these answers that just keep working for you what's it like I mean, just like you said, you y'all, you, you'd never steered me wrong. So I was like, I just keep listening to what y'all say and and keep doing it. And, you know, you've turned me on to other people like Gary Vee and 
you know, some other people and, you know, keep doing what they say. And, you know, it's, if you do it, put in the work, it will, you know, the success will come. Yeah. Gary V. I did have to hop off from him. I haven't listened to him in a while. He, once he got off yeah, all those NFTs the, and yeah, he got into the NFT thing real yeah, I, just, I haven't really listened to him in a while either, but yeah, you know, when you first literally, I mean, my step into TikTok is my 14 year old at the time, like niece was posted a video and all this stuff was popping over her head. She was pointing at it. And I was like, that's the coolest shit I've ever seen. And she's 14 years old and made it. And then like, you did an episode with, uh, was it Luke Wilson? And y'all were talking about Gary V. <clears throat> and so the very first episode I ever listened to of Gary V is like, I don't care if you're 60 or 16, I want to know what your TikTok strategy is. And like, he started talking, I was like, this shit makes so much sense. So I just started doing it. And like, it, it works. Uh, I, I love it that we were also, and it was because, you know, we listened to Gary V. And it was because my daughters were on music.ly at the time. Uh, you know, I saw the opportunity and put out early detailers should all be on TikTok. Absolutely. And I didn't really hear anybody else in the industry encouraging people to reach out to new platforms, stretch their creative muscles, stretch their mind and how the opportunity of being able to create and showcase the work that we do because we're artists. Boy, it is an amazing platform for showing artistic expression of detailing. I want to jump over to a couple guys, Joe Clean and Brandon, um, and you know maybe Arnold will hop back on too. Because I I'm curious because you guys have kind of also gone in a different path that not many in the industry go, while others are having concerns and many people are saying that their phones are dying up. You guys are actually going out because we've talked through, and I know Brandon, you already had a a relationship with de dealerships. But because of uh, because of our discussions, you've now gotten a dealership. Joe has landed a dealership. You guys are starting to progress into dealerships. So, Brandon, what what's an opportunity look like at a dealership? How how does somebody that you know maybe their retail stuff is starting to have some wonders? You know, talk to us about why you think that working with some dealerships is a good thing. Yeah, of course. Um, you guys touched on it on the podcast a few times. It's instead of being part of the problem and complaining about the dealer, you can be part of the solution and not only, you know, help them with what they need, but in my instance, I'm actually training them and selling them products and helping them get better as well. It's, um, it's a part of the business that keeps you busy. I'm in upstate New York. So in the winter, I don't have a lot of retail work the dealerships keep me going all throughout the winter. So it's a good balance of both to keep me going and keeping me busy. Yeah. I, I love it. I love, <laughs> I love what, what you've done, man. I, I think it's really incredible how you are now, like you said, have you picked out a shop yet or is that still in question? Yep. I was sent over the lease today. Um, hey. Yeah. Yeah. I'll be getting it June 1st. Uh, we'll be opening day. You excited? Very, uh, it's been, I have so many ideas that I just can't execute until I have that shop. So I'm really excited when that starts to happen. Yeah, that's cool. I, I really like that. Now you used the word complaining. 
Um, you know, I stopped uh, this morning after my therapy. I, I, I go to therapy every week for my stenosis. Um, I stopped by and, and had a coffee with my mom real quick just to, to say hi and check in on her. And we were talking about, well, sort of this and sort of about businessmen versus, you know, people that just own businesses or people that want to a big difference. And she mentioned that word too, complaining. It's like, you know what, mom, you never let me complain as a little kid. Like it didn't matter what it was. I was never allowed to complain. Supposed to always be thankful for what they gave me, the life I had, head over, you know, that good old traditional, whether it's a Midwestern or a old school mentality or something. It was just every single thing in life had to be about gratitude versus complaining. And wow, how many people that you find in the, the groups, maybe they're struggling or just fed up. They're always complaining. The, the, what's it look like? Funny. Yeah. What's it look like to be a, somebody that, that doesn't complain about the dealership, but goes in and, and works with them. I mean, what is that? What's that turnover? Was it, what does it look like mentally? How does, how would you recommend somebody begin to stop complaining and start solving? Yeah. It, it's funny because, um, you know, it's a mindset, but like you said, it's probably how you brought up. I was brought up with no money. So right now I'm in my house. Uh, so I could hear, I left the arcade room. I built the kids, but it's a little thousand square foot house, nothing crazy where most people sit in a house like this and they want bigger. And I sit in this house and I'm very thankful to have it. Um, and I think that same mindset kind of applies to my business. I'm very thankful for every customer I get for every opportunity I get. I'm not looking at it like, why is this guy doing better than me? Why is this guy doing this? Um, so I think that has a lot to do with it. And it's funny, the same people that were complaining and telling are the same people. So I'm sorry, the same people that were telling me not to go to dealerships that I shouldn't, detailer shouldn't go there. It's a big no-no. doesn't look good on your image. Are the same people complaining now that they're slow? how do I get $200,000 cars? How do I get this? And it's all uh, part of it is because I went to the dealerships to begin with, you know? So it's kind of funny. Ironic, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good for you, brother. Good for you. And congrats again on the shop, man. I know that's something that you've really wanted to do and I'm glad that you're happy and you found the one that you, that you like. Thank you. I can't wait to put a banner like the one behind you up in it. <laughs> yeah i agree i agree uh all right joe clean you have also began a new little venture with a dealership um you started coding cars at a dealership but what's that opportunity look like because it was something that as you and i have talked it was kind of like well should i go what what should i do how do i how do i price it you know we, we had a pretty lengthy discussion about it and you've gotten some couple cars and seem to be doing great at the dealership. It's opened up a new window really in a sense for your business. So what's that look like for you having this new opportunity? Why, why would you recommend people go and co cars at a dealership? Well, first of all, let me answer that question. It looks good. Okay. So oh, man, we can barely hear you. It's kind of really grumbled. Oh, so sorry. Can you hear me now? Not really, man. It's bad. Uh, hold on. Don't be too bad. Hold on. 
All, All right. right. There we go. Out? There we go. Still not good. No, it's perfect. It's great. Hold on. Can't hear me at all. Yeah, no, it's great. Okay, we hear my you. Wi-Fi is off. Sounds Dude, good. Y'all can't hear me, really? Yes, we can hear you. I've been hearing fine until now. I start talking. Right, maybe <laughs> blink, blink your eyes, Brandon. We can hear I'm you. At you, if you can hear me. <laughs> okay, I can't hear y'all though. Dude, that's messed up. As soon as I start talking, now I can't hear at all. All right, do me a favor. Pass by me until I can figure this out. I'm sitting in the mountains right now, so I don't know about my service. I, it might just be a setting, but... Uh, oh, okay. there we go. Can you hear me? There you go. Yeah. All right. I had to actually manually turn on my speaker on my phone. All right. So, yeah, it's been good. Um, the dealership was despised because you always listen to that other guy that says what you shouldn't do. You know what I mean? And now that I tried it, my phone, I'm actually not at home now. I'm, I'm, I'm in Tennessee right now. I'm nowhere near you, Nick, or anybody. So uh, <laughs> I'm in Cosby, Tennessee right now um, by Pigeon Ford Gatlinburg. So, yeah, I'm a little far. But, yeah, so I got a call today for a coding that I've been doing at the dealership. I did one right before I got on the plane to come here. So those have been working. I've been I've been in the low margins at about 480, 580. Uh, the last car I did was 600. But again, I worked on my margins. When I looked at my margin, what it cost me and what am I making per hour? It's just like me doing a regular wash. I'm washing the outside of a car, deconning it, claying it. That's just like regular washing and putting on a coat. Isn't it like waxing it? And then mar uh, the margins for the coating with HyperClean, he makes it to where I, I, I can afford it. You, you know what I mean? So with that being said, I looked at it in that way and the numbers that add up and add up versus the retail client for 1,500 and 2,500, I could do three cars in a day. And the week that I do get a retail, that might be once a week or once every two weeks. So I'm not, I'm doing coatings after coatings with the dealership when I did a wholesale price and looked at my hourly rate, what I want to make. I want to make anywhere from 100 to $125. And I've been making like $150 an hour because of the time it takes me to code it. So with that being said, it's been working out really well. And uh, I, all right, I want to know if y'all can hear me before I say my other praise report. Marty, can you hear me? Yeah, man, we got you. Okay, great. Uh, I got a call from the dealership this morning. Well, no, I'm sorry. Yesterday, when I landed and touched down, I got a call from the dealership. I now train detailers at the dealership. And it's another dealership, not the dealership that I do coatings with. So I'll be training their man. staff. Yes, yeah. thank you. So uh, I've been giving away trainings for free. And I don't know how he heard about me, but he asked me how much do I charge to train his guys, revamp the whole department. I'm going to get into selling chemicals eventually as well. Oh, yeah, we are. Yes. So I'm <laughs> going to get with you and we're going to go from there. So I got that call on yesterday morning. when I, Well, yesterday afternoon, as soon as I got here. Yeah, that's awesome, man. Congratulations. Yeah. A whole new segment of business, a whole new opportunity. <laughs> When when people are struggling, you've got places that you can go, man. Congratulations, Joe. Exactly. That's awesome. Thank you. Dealership. Yeah. <laughs> Who'd have thought, right? Who'd have yeah, thought? Exactly. <laughs> listening to listening to Instagram and YouTube and all these guys 
Oh, you should do dealerships. Really? Okay. Why are you at home cooling your heels because it's raining? I'm doing dealership work. Okay. My margins are being met. Making that money. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I love it, Joe. Congratulations. Yeah. Thank you, handy wife. Look at her. Thank you so much for the light. Okay. <laughs> 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 all right yeah <laughs> and and joe maybe you can agree because people always say they don't pay but dealerships will pay i make very good money even per car from dealerships at times so yeah dealerships pay i mean you you have your price you know so it's it's like put it this way if the deal okay i don't want to sound like a jerk but if the dealership only want a certain thing done just do that thing Stop using yeah. your whole badge of honor. Oh, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do it. No. They, the guys that they hire barely do, do windows. Hell, I know how to do a window well. It's easy for me to do a window. So doing windows, vacuuming, wiping down, and even if they gave me 100 bucks, but they're giving me car after car after car, but I'm not doing regular washes, but I'm kind of considering in the future because as they start asking me questions, because Carvana I detail for, uh, uh, Furman, Chevy, I detail for it. Now I'm training uh, Firkins, uh, Nissan. That's going to be my new project when I get back. So that's three dealerships all of a sudden. And I'm like, I went from no dealerships to now dealerships. I'm not going to go in there and try to be Superman. I got to get every single scratch out. No, these people don't care about that. I'm going to make it look good. And I'm going to go about my business. You understand? Now, it's not a retail customer that I'm charging $2,500. I might be charging eight, $900. I'm going to make it look good. I'm not touching the inside. I don't even have to shine the rims and tires. They just want the water spots off. I'm not worrying about anything else. That's what it was my problem as a detailer. I'm trying to look for perfection when they're not paying me for it. That works at a dealership. Yeah. Good words, Joe. Good words. Yeah. Yeah. John from Ride and Shine. Um, are you with us, brother? I am. I'm here. I'm here. Just wrapped up with the client. Just sent them on their way and uh, just trying to clean up my mess. Well, man, thanks for hopping in while you're cleaning up your mess. I, I know. Uh, I know that the that depression and thinking somberly and not having opportunity or opti optimistic thinking many times happens because, well, you and your mind don't really see how you can go about creating the opportunity, maximizing on the opportunity. John, you're a guy that's always hustling, right? That's sort of one of your, your sort of MOs, right? Like I'm always hustling. I'm always hustling. I'm always going, going, going. What, yes, sir. what is that? What is that opportunity kind of carrot that, that just dangles over you that always gets you driving out to go do more. And I mean, I, I know that, <laughs> You use a ton of hyperclean ceramic coatings. It seems like every day you're posting a reel or a TikTok about, you know, or story. You send us stories of, of you coating cars. You know, the opportunity of going out and, and adding something on in 30 minutes to an hour at a price point that's great for customers. What's that opportunity look like for you? How did you see it? And why do you think you're installing so many ceramic coatings when many other people aren't? As real as I can be, I think where I succeed, and by no means do I think in my mind that I'm successful yet, in my eyes yet, where I think I am at a point where 
while I have five people over here saying, oh, I'm going to do this coding for this. And I have uh, marketing people that call me saying, do you want your, and we all hear it. Do you want to, to make, you know, uh, your revenue? Do you want to, you know, get 15 to 20 new ceramic coding jobs, you know, a month, we can guarantee this. I'm so tired of the bullshit that I have now just made it my personal vendetta to deliver quality at a price where I'm making profit and delivering quality. And if it means that I know where my margins are because I have learned my business, I have learned where I'm at and it makes me happy. It makes my, my family uh, proud. It makes me proud, but it also puts me at, at a factor where I'm not the cheapest guy. There's days where I may be cheaper than somebody else, but what my driving factor is, is all of the negativity that I see around where everybody says, oh, you can't do that. And I say, huh, I can't. My response is watch me. So when I hear someone say I can't do something, that's just a challenge. And, and I will gladly take the, the 20 doors slamming in my face because that's, trust me, the past couple of weeks, <laughs> that is what it has been. But then when I have a client call me and say, hey, I just got a brand new car and I don't even want to drive it till you take a look at it and tell me what I need to do that revives me saying that I must be doing something right in the guidance. So my kids are grown, so I don't have that driving factor. Um, they're old enough that uh, if they starve, it's because their own damn fault that they starve because, you know, 25 and 21, if you can't feed yourself by now, I, I failed as a parent. My driving factor is that I want to help as many people understand that they have options. They have great quality detailers out there. They just have to ask the right questions. I don't care if you have a certain badge on your car uh, with three uh, torches on it. I don't care if it says three little letters on your car. It boils down to the trust factor. And what my driving factor is, is I am trying to squash every bit of negativity around my space. That is my driving factor right now. All right, so how do we squash negativity? Well, it really is one of those that you have to just move on from it. it so if it's, if it's directed towards you or whatever the case is, there's nothing you can do to change what somebody has said or has done. You just need to move on. And it also could be that that's 100% true. And what about also, and I think it'd be an interesting thing for people to, to chime in on like what places do they see negativity or here? I, I learned, mm, geez, decade ago. I mean, long, long time. Like I had to, I had to stop listening to the news. Can't stand the news. All it is, is negative. And everything. everything. I had to be careful, start, you know, changing the, the, the songs that I listen to, I get it. I'm still a George Strait fan. There's, there's, there's some country music that I still have to sometimes just turn on. Cause I'm in that groove or, you know, uh, I, you know, no shoes, no shirt, no problems. I mean, that's still like my lifelong motto. I, I love that song. It was a song that I, my daughter, when my oldest daughter, when she was super young, like two, three, four, I would turn it on and we'd sing and, you know, and sing in the car to it, you know, 
Kenny Chesney, I, I like his vibes. There's so much other parts of country music, right? That is just so negative and depressing. I had to change even the genre of music that I was partial to because I started realizing how much negativity and stuff that brought me down. Right. Exactly. Like, could also be what we watch or listen to. Correct. Everything. I think I, I, I believe that everything around us has energy, but I believe like, so you just made up a good point. I was listening to a lot of music that got me upbeat and got me going this, that. And then one day it clicked and I'm like, Oh shit, I love this music. This is badass music. But then I'm like, hold on. There was a whole lot of negativity around it. And the more I kept repeating that song, I'm like, Oh, and the more I started getting angry about certain things and I'm like, Whoa, 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 Whoa. So it becomes the mental awareness of surroundings. So if I catch myself not being as productive as I want to be, I'll switch to an audiobook. So self-development is huge. Of you really do have to check yourself. And, and especially if you are a person like me who works by yourself, plug in your headphones, you don't have anybody else around, you don't have anybody else just smacking the back of the head saying, whoa, whoa, whoa snap out of it, let's go you have to refocus and um, I'll switch to literally, you know, uh, Grant Cardone, uh, 10X book. I've never done any of his real estate stuff, but there's something about listening to that audiobook that drives me because it's how he talks. It's how he presents it and says, you, this is on you. You have to change that. So yeah, your music, I was listening to, okay, for instance, I was listening to new age pop for some God awful reason. My wife's like, what the fuck are you listening to? And I'm not kidding you. There was more negativity, sob, feel sorry for me, cut my wiener off and run it through a grinder shit than I could ever believe. I was like, I was so depressed after an hour of listening to that. It, it really does boil down to, if you want a driving factor, Take all your whys out. Take your kids out. Take everything else out. Your why factor should be one thing because you got up this morning and you want to make a difference. I don't care what that difference is. You have to control that, that narrative. And I am now walking in that separate path myself because I caught myself going, okay, if I'm not busy, I'm not working. If I'm not working, I'm not successful. And that is 100% opposite. But it's because you hear all this people out there saying, you got to do this. You got to do that. You got to grind 23 hours a day and sleep for 30 minutes, get up, go poop, go pee, and then back on the grind again. You got to take some kind of rest moment for yourself. All right, man. Thank you. Appreciate that. All right. So I want to close. Uh, you know, Derek is moving into a new house. He's doing some painting and he's getting stuff ready. So he's not going to have a tab out question for us tonight. So my question is going to be. Uh, I'm going to back into it with this way. Kind of goes back to a little bit of some of the things from yesterday and today. The word complaining really is a ringing alarm in my brain. Um, we know, well, you, you should know, because if you've looked back at recessions or depressions and as economies go up and then they crash, well, in that crash, a lot of people have problems, but there's actually many people who change the trajectory of their life 
where they duplicate, they get a chance to go into a time where it's tough and they just, because they're, I said it, what, a month ago or so it's wartime. And because they're wartime generals, they actually, they love the, as Brandon from Tim's called it the game, right? They're athletes by nature, maybe, or competitive by nature, whether that was on a skateboard or whether that was shooting hoops in the backyard. And they just always had to get one more shot or, you know, they just, whatever it is that they always had to get one more, there's something competitive in them. Those type of people always begin to rise and you, you actually can duplicate your successes through tough times because of it. So I want us all to give some encouragement to the thousands of people that will listen to this. You know, what is something that they can do that maybe it's something that you do or, you know, or just a recommendation that would help, propel them while others are falling down while the community well we're all growing we're headed positive so let's put out some positive vibes for people that are listening real quick just a little 30 second little spiel from each of us what's something that they can do to help propel themselves through these tough times that they might be seeing and i'm going to go with stop fucking complaining you know, on the episode that I, I was on Joe Kimball's, uh, I made the statement, I go, you kind of, some of us forget that you started your business in the most prosperous time ever to be a detailer, 17, 18, and 19. I constantly kept saying it's the best time ever to be a detailer. You'll never find a better time than this. 20, well, that propelled it even more, Right. But how to get out of the tougher times would be to stop complaining. I want to I want to share this story that my wife has a, a massive opportunity ahead of her coming into the country just a few short years ago. She did it because of the opportunity that the United States presented to her. We live in the most prosperous, the most opportunistic place there is to live. She doesn't complain. She doesn't complain. She's got her struggles, right? She's got team members as she bought a, a house cleaning business. Um, she's got struggles too, like all of us, but she doesn't complain. And it's always about how to solve the problems and how to keep growing, how to go. The opportunity for her, it's, it's really awesome to see it in her eyes, the hunger because of where she came from in a different country and what it means to what she can build for the rest of her life here in the United States. She doesn't complain. And I'm going to encourage people to stop complaining. Just stop complaining. Lucas. Yeah. Um, a couple months ago, I shared a picture of a before and after on a one-step polish and Six weeks later, some random shop owner around town commented on it on my business page and said, see, see how there's still marks in the after picture. That's why you can't do just a one step. And he was accusing me of doing half-ass work. And uh, so I guess someone has to be the cheap guy in town and this and that. And, you know, I, I responded very professionally to his comments <clears throat> even offered to take him out for a beer and said, let's talk about this in person. And he never replied to my 
invites or anything. Um, and I've heard through the grapevine, there's other people in town that have talked shit that also own shops about my shop. And I love it. The fact that uh, there's people that have been around town for the last 25 years talking about my shop, that means that they noticed my shop. And to me, it makes me realize they feel threatened by my shop. And in my eyes, that's a good thing. I would rather there be shop owners who are interested in building this industry as a community be worried that the people that are hustling and busting their ass, putting out good work, doing what's right for the customer, they're threatened. And if you if you find someone on your on your page or somewhere on the internet or even in person or through people you talk to that are uh, have only bad things to say about you, whether it's the truth or not, just know that it's not. I, I've never met any of these people, and you know it's it's a good feeling to know that I take up space in their head. They're thinking about me. All right, man. Thank you. Mm -hmm. All right, Dustin, what words of encouragement would you give for people as they progress through these tough times? Uh, my biggest thing is find some mentors um, because, you know, if you don't have people around you that are, that are bigger than you, you won't be nearly as big as them. You're just going to stay the same size. Uh, you need people around you that are greater than you so you can strive to get to their level. Uh, the same thing with racing, right? If you're, if you're the fastest guy, that's all you're going to be. You're not going to get any faster. But when you find somebody else that's faster than you, better than you, you're going to get to their level. Um, so, so always find somebody that's way ahead of you, uh, like yourself and Nick, way ahead of me. I want to be like you guys. Um, so that's where I'm leading. And like Lucas said, you know, fuck them other guys. You're always going to have people against you. Uh, I deal with it on a regular basis, had others, other people post that, you know, other detailers post some dumb shit in reference to my shop. Fuck them. Just understand that you're a bad son of a bitch and sky's the limit. Keep on grinding, baby. Love it. Love it. I think to quote uh, Jay-Z, you just got to shake them haters off, right? Might have been before some of your guys' time, but yeah, Mark Marshall. I don't think that's the exact quote, but I'll I'll accept it. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. All right, Joe Clean. <laughs> you right, always you got words of optimism. Of I'm thinking about songs now. Like, <laughs> yeah. So what I notice about uh, complaining is uh, dissimilar as anger. When you don't know something, you tend to complain. When you don't know, you know, the answer to something, you continue to, you, you might nine times out of 10 want to argue. Uh, since you use your wife, I was sitting here and I'm just sitting in the bed like on this, on the, on the Zoom. And then my wife like, give me your phone. I'm like, stop, you know what I mean? But she, she put the phone on the tripod so it can stay still versus me holding it. But because I didn't know, I started out with a little bit of complaining until I realized she went in the suitcase or the drawer where we have the stuff for traveling. She got the tripod to make my job easier. So because I didn't know ahead of time, my ignorance, not knowing, I kind of complained. So um, in a physical form, why I can't, why I don't complain is I'm steady 
trying to grow. Like my pastor always tells me, he said, you should never be the man on either end of the spectrum. You should always be in the middle. As someone feeds you, you're supposed to be mentoring someone else. So every time I get into a situation, I try to be the middleman so that I'm getting mentored to and I can pass it on to, to another person. Because right now I got people calling me right now. Uh, how do I do the pressure washer, gravity fed? While I'm getting on the plane, I'm answering questions and doing things like that. So I'm always mentoring people as I'm being mentored. Like right now, I'm being mentored on this Zoom. So I'm taking the time to take it all in, your new product that's coming in. Somebody's gonna ask me what product I'm, going, I'm using in a prep wash. You see what I'm saying? So now I'm getting mentored. And then when I answer that question, I'm being a mentor to someone. And I travel once every, at least once every six months so that I can revive myself. Like right now I'm in the mountains. I'm here on casual work, but I'm reviving myself with my wife to get my freedom and my space and to breathe. A lot of times we want to do this grind mode situation. Ah, oh, that's for TV. All that, oh, go, 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 go. No, I go as far as I can go. I take a breather and then I revitalize and I come back. Okay, so all in a nutshell, everything just adds up to why I can't complain because I choose not to because I put things in place so I don't complain. So. Thank you. Hope yeah. you and your wife enjoy the mountains. <laughs> she she is. <laughs> yeah. so I think last week you talked about you guys were really looking forward to that trip. Yes, and we here now as of yesterday, and yeah. and I'm I'm here to try to open up a car wash, Marty. Oh yeah, yeah, to build a, a car wash. We found the property and we're getting all the numbers together to tear down the, the building that's on it. Oh. So that's why I'm here. Man, car washing super fun. I I love it. I I would stand. I was telling Nick, my partner Nick, uh, the other day. We you know we just have a lot of conversations throughout the day and. We were talking about a car wash and the one that I owned. And I was like, man, I, there was part of me that I literally would just love to spend hours. Now, this might seem weird and I get it. Well, I would just watch cars go through my car wash. I loved yeah. watching the foam go on. I loved watching the mitts come through and hit them. I loved watching them come out clean. And yeah, I know there's detailers that go, oh, you fucking scratch cars. There was some cars that we scratched. Yeah. That we, we knew that we scratched because, you know, the guy in the truck bed, the guy in the truck didn't clean out his bed. My, my prepper didn't see it. And, you know, we grabbed some stuff out of a mitt and we scratched the car. So we got them fixed. But mm -hmm. but we on a regular daily basis didn't scratch cars. We cleaned cars. I listen because I was a detailer. And we also had a detail shop there. I wanted my cars to come out as pristine as possible. So I dialed in every little setting on a regular basis. I would sit in a tunnel and just watch cars go through. I could literally hear because I toned in so much of what was going on. I could hear if I had an air leak in a hose. I could tell if I had a mitt that wasn't rotating right. Like you can tell. And I just, I'd love to spend time in the wash watching cars go through and just get clean. It was just I always a wait. fascination. I can't wait for that moment, man. So yeah, man, it's super yeah. fun. Super fun. Yeah. Nick Grooms, Cook with Nick, show us what that plate looks like, man. And then um, what's your words for people of coming into the moment as others are struggling? How do you encourage them to continue on and push forward? So the food's a little torn up. We'll start there. Because I've been tearing it up. <laughs> yeah. 
looks great though, man. Thank you. My word of advice for everybody, and I say this to a lot of people, it's always going to rain before the rainbow, right? And to me, the fastest way to get out of the rain and get in, you know, get under a rainbow is to make your own rainbow. You got to do that yourself. You got to find your own happiness. If you rely on other people, you're just going to get going to get let down every time. So for me, that started by briefly removing all influences from me, every one of them, finding my inner goals, finding my intrinsic reasoning to do what I want to do, and then slowly vetting out all of the bad influences and reintroducing the good ones. And once you do that and you find what really drives you, you've got the motivation to go forward and you snap out of it like that. So vetting those bad influences out and refocusing on, on what you really believe in, that's, that's what got me out of those tough times and still continues to do. Love it, man. I love that. Go make your own rainbow. That's cool. That's cool. Good words. Brandon from Shawshank. Yeah. I, I mean, everyone had some great words. First of all, uh, I got to take Joe's advice and take a little more vacations and do less of the grinding. Uh, second of all, listen to you talk about car washes, Marty is awesome. You could tell how much you actually cared about it and how much you enjoyed it. It's really cool listening to people who have that much passion about what they do and what Nick just touched on. Um, that's what I would recommend. I mean, you can look around you. Nobody ever does. They don't just look around them and just imagine you didn't have anything that you have. People have it way worse. You can be complaining about your car. You can be complaining about your kids. I go with other parents. All I do is complain about their kids. Well, some parents don't have their kids. They got sick. They're not here anymore. Like, be thankful you have your kids. Be thankful you have your house. Be thankful you have your car, your business, your customers. Like, just look around. Life's not that bad. I don't know why everyone's so angry. And we're talking about music. Music could be a huge part of that. I, I dare everyone on this podcast, go listen to Logic every day tomorrow and try to be upset. It's not going to happen. It's just not going to happen. You do, music can actually bring you up as well. It can't just bring you down. So that, I, that, yeah. Help. Absolutely, man. That's why I'm a huge fan of EDM, house music, dance music. It's all about vibe. It's all about energy. It's all about getting out and getting after so i'm with you man i i agree i agree 100 yeah and i do have to say i mean as far as if you're down in the dumps your business isn't going well another thing with music i only listen to music and then i in all honesty i turned on pints and polishing podcast one day and listened to that while i was working instead and listening to some knowledge and some people with positive energy that helps tremendously I, I mean, I was just like John, it's just me, my headphones on, nobody with me. So it's really nice to listen to people with positive comments, positive feedback, positive energy while I'm working instead of just listening to the music I listen to every day. So that helps quite a bit as well. Oh man. Love it. Great words. Arnold. Thanks for hopping back in. I know you had some phone problems. Arnold, we've been talking about, uh, <laughs> I'll catch you up on the past 50 minutes, <laughs> but been talking about people that have experiencing problems now that the industry and, 
economy is starting to have some shakiness. And I was on an episode where people were going through depression and we found that maybe they're just listening to the wrong people. They were doing the wrong things. And you, you continue to grow and you've seen opportunity and you keep trying to, I guess, you know, from a message you sent, you might even be changing some of the way your business to go chase another opportunity with distribution. But, you know, our closing thoughts and our closing discussion is what would your recommendation be for people if they're in a little bit of tough time to how they can, one practical thing that they can do to, to snap out of it and to, to go see the opportunity and, and go capitalize on, on where it's the opportunity is. I think that you have to remember why you do what you do. Like, there's days where I'll go in and I don't want to be there because if I get a no-show, I'm just annoyed. I, I, I definitely can't. I don't even deny it. I take it very personal and I get very irritated very easy with it because it's just one of those things for me. I, you know, we don't do deposits and I never wanted to because I don't want your damn money if you're not going to show up. Plain and simple. If I didn't do the work, I don't want their money anyway. But it's one of those things too, though, you know, when they do it, it does set you into a bad day. No matter what happens, that day is now bad because you're automatically in that mindset that you're pissed. I tend to do a lot of meditation. Um, you know, that's what I do every morning when I wake up at 4.30 is I do meditation before I do anything. Yeah, what is that? Because I think that could mean something different for a lot of people. What, what, is, what is meditation um, for you? I put on guided mantras, like things to help cleanse the body, things to help cleanse the mind. But then I also do what's called the 369 journal, um, which is it's manifestation stuff. Like you have to write down your manifestation three times in the morning, six times in the afternoon, nine times at night for 33 days. So I tend to do things like that. And then also listening to like the podcast, listen to people like as much as it's corny to say Tony Robbins, people like that, that can help you snap your mind back to that positivity that you're used to. You know, do I want to eventually get out of the detail inside a lot? You know, we do, I do a lot. You know, we're booked all the way through May. There comes a time where it's, you kind of, I miss doing sales because I used to, you know, I've owned, this is my 13th business. I love doing sales. So for me, the, the distribution side is doing what I like doing. You know, you get to, you get to educate people and I like doing that part. Well, so that's interesting. There's not too many detailers and I'm with you. I, I love meditation. It's hard for me. It's extremely difficult with the way my mind is never stopping. Extremely difficult to do meditation. I find that's a lot easier to do some yoga. And then maybe inside of the yoga, inside of that stretching and some of that, I can spend some moments. And then definitely at the end of yoga, just kind of lay on a mat or, you know, lay and be still for just a moment. Um, have you ever studied or looked into, and I, I didn't do it until I got into yoga, is the chakras the different chakras that we have in yeah. our body. And that is, that's interesting. That goes completely different than the way I was raised in the spiritual world into your body can actually start 
to absorb or learn or grow. And you've got these different parts of your body that have frequencies and you can actually learn. Um, you can learn to, to listen to certain musics that have frequencies designed to enhance different chakras in your body. And that's even crazy too. Like it's, it's really interesting. It is. That's why I do the chakras once a month. I cleanse them once a month. Hmm. Okay. Uh, and you mentioned that, but you should write out and list out what you're, you're doing. Is that what you said? Like sort of what, what you're um, chasing after your. Yeah. The three, six, nine method, they call it. If you ever read about Nikola Testa, Nikola Testa, whatever his name was, Tesla. <laughs> yeah, I know. Nick cooking with Nick's like, wait, what? <laughs> the guy who so, invented the Tesla coil way back in the day, right? Yeah. The rule of three, six, nine is everything in the universe is based on the numbers of three, six, and nine. The law of manifestation or the law of attraction is based on the three, six, nine theory of you focus on the things that you want the most in life. And they become, you know, you, you focus and just keep focusing on that till it becomes the reality that you wanted. So the three, six, nine journal, when I wake up in the morning, after my meditation, I write in the journal, you know, for 33 days, you have the same goal. So you write it down three times in the morning, three times, six times in the afternoon, nine times at night. Okay. Cool, man. I appreciate you breaking that down for us. All right, John and Ryan Shine, you're going to be the closing one for tonight. What's your... What's your one practical thing that somebody can do to help propel them through these tough times they might be experiencing? I will make it very, very quick. Stop being complacent. Stop being, just no matter, I don't care how good you are, things can change. Uh, just don't get comfortable because every time you get comfortable, every time you think that, oh, it's just going to happen. Life's going to throw a curveball and it's going to happen. So always be, ready to be able to pivot and and that's never get comfortable unless that's where you're at and that's that's you like how it's working and you've set it up that way and that's the thing but don't get complacent always want more for yourself always want more for your surroundings and just know that there's always opportunity where you can better yourself every day all right man guys thanks so much i really appreciate having a beer with y'all John, great words. Uh, Arnold, thanks for hopping back in, man. Uh, <laughs> I know you had some phone difficulties, but man, it's great to see you. And thanks for hopping back in, brother. Brandon from uh, Shawshank and Brandon from Tim's had to leave, but Brandon from Shawshank, great news on the, the new place. We're excited to see the photos and see all the different things that you began to produce out of your new spot. Cooking with Nick, it looked amazing. Uh, what's that IG? It's underscore grooms. Yes, sir. You got it. All right. Everybody go there and check out your food. Hopefully, uh, Dustin will uh, see you guys very soon. And maybe you get to have a beer and Dustin will get to take you out on the boat. I don't know, but it doesn't sound like he's going to get it out in the water. That'd be fun. Uh, Joe Clean, man, enjoy your time in the mountains. And uh, you and your wife, wish you guys all the best on your trip and, and headed back to uh, to get more work at some dealerships, man. I'm looking forward to working with you at the dealerships and how you continue to grow through there. So excited to hear of all that great news and Lucas brother, man.
thanks again for always hopping on. I really appreciate your, uh, your, your, your post and recommending people use the hyperclean interior cleaner. It's a incredible concentrate that few people ever get the opportunity to, uh, to use if we hadn't put it out there at such a great price. So thanks, man. I really appreciate that guys. Wish you all the best. And, uh, here's the community. We'll see y'all next week. Peace. Hey, this is Marshall. And if you're somebody that hasn't been seeing their phones ring as much, or you're hearing of people that are starting to struggle or well, hell, you just have something inside of you that you really want to get to the next level. You understand that you could stay where you're at, but you really don't want to. That means for each of you, there's opportunity, there's growth. I call it the climb. You want to learn more about the climb or learn how you can increase your sales 15 to 20%? Reach out to us on IG at HyperClean Store. Let's begin that discussion of how you can grow, how you can get out of a problem where you're at, how you can see an opportunity, or how you can just go like a guy uh, that sent me a message the other day and we had a phone conversation about distribution. He said, you know, I've got a local guy that does it pretty well, but I think I could do better. <laughs> that's opportunity. That's seen, and that's going after it. Let's start that discussion if you see opportunity in your area. Hey, this is Marshall. Make it a great day.